You can either work in the business or you can work on the business. They have the knowledge and the skill to be successful. Yesterday is gone and tomorrow has yet to come. Dive all in on the next chapter of your life. Welcome to the ProServe Podcast with Collective 54, a podcast for leaders of thriving boutique professional services firms. If you're not familiar with Collective 54, we're the first mastermind community dedicated entirely to the unique needs of leaders of boutique pro-serve firms. My name is Greg Alexander. I'm the founder, and I'm going to be your host today. And on this episode, we're going to talk about redefining business development. A lot of us are in the process of re-engineering how we go to market, so to speak. And this is going to be a, a timely topic. We've got a great role model with us, someone who's just recently done this successfully with some outstanding results. His name is Scott Arias. Scott, great to see you. Welcome to the show, and please introduce yourself. Yeah, Greg, uh, great meeting you. And uh, uh, my name is Scott Arias. I uh, I own um, the founder and uh, the CEO of Ace Consulting Company, and uh, we're a boutique uh, 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 professional services. Uh, you know, basically professional services company that works with the government. Okay. And tell me a little bit more about the types of services that you provide. We have four main services. The first one is pre-construction services. That's plans, schedules, that type of thing. Uh, the second one is um, security services. We provide field staff for embassies. Uh, and actually, they're kind of interesting. We got into Amazon, uh, Nestle companies like that and then uh the the third section is field staffing we we don't only do the pre-construction plans but we staff the management positions on the job and the fourth sector is training and that kind of goes back to my history because i was a college professor once in my past life okay very good so we're going to talk about redefining business development and the team gave me some numbers today about your business, and I'm going to go over them with you because they're absolutely mind-blowing. <laughs> I want to hear how you did this. So I understand that you you added almost 100 new clients in 2022. Is that correct? That's correct. 99. Wow. My gosh, that's amazing. You're up over 5,000 clients now, and you're getting about 80% of your business from repeat purchases. Is that also correct? That is correct. Yeah. I mean, so those numbers would suggest that you know what you're doing in the uh, business development space. So I understand that you recently kind of redefined it. So maybe we can do a little before and after. Let's start with the way you used to do it. Tell me about the changes that you've implemented and tell me about the way you're doing it now. Well, you know, when I started the company, um, I, you know, it was just me. Uh, so I decided, you know what, I'm going to, you know, start you know, emailing people directly, you know, so I, I found a government website that publishes all the, uh, the solicitations for the U.S. government on federal construction projects. So I just started emailing about 50 people a day. And then uh, so I did that. I, I say 50. But then after the first month, I, I didn't get anything. So I, I doubled that. And then I went to the next month didn't get anything. So I doubled that. And then um, it took me nine months to get my very first client. And, uh, I, I was actually on the verge of quitting. Wow. Um, and, uh, and so, uh, I got my first client and the, and I, it was just email campaigns essentially, um, you know, to find work. 
and that evolved over time in the first five years. Uh, you know, and it's not, you know, people ask me all the time, well, how did you come up with like your core values that kind of lead to the success of your company? And I say, well, I didn't just sit down and write them. It was just kind of who we were at that point. Mm -hmm. So after about six years in the company, I just, you know, I asked myself what, um, after I, I visited EOS presentation, uh, entrepreneur operating systems. And, uh, I thought, you know, what are we, what do we really do to bring clients to us? And then we keep clients. And so we developed these three core values. We call them rug. It stands for do the right thing, have urgency and be the gold standard. Cause that's what we were, you know, we did things with urgency. We get it done overnight. We stay up all night long. We always did excellent work, uh, to let help the contractor. And, uh, we always did the right thing. If we felt like, you know, we made a mistake, we owned up to it. And then with that kind of formula, we not only just, you know, uh, got new clients, we kept the existing clientele. And when I say 80, it's probably close to probably over 90, um, because many of our services are, re you know, repeat services because they get done with a job and then they get another project. Yep. Okay. And then this, this redefining of business development in particular, meaning sales and marketing, um, the team explained to me that you experimented with different approaches and you recently went through some kind of redesign. Could you share a little bit of that with us? Well, I, you know, I got, we got to a point where our organization grew from me to probably about 120 people. Wow. And, uh, and so, you know, we had played, obviously I was the business development. My background was I was a Navy recruiter. So I was used to being an aggressive salesperson, you know? Um, and then that kind of transitioned away from me because I had to, you know, uh, develop bigger relationships. So I had to somebody manage that process. So we thought at first, well, you know what, maybe we don't know what we're doing and we should go out and get help. So we went and got, you know, we searched around for a company that would help with the business development and the marketing piece. We landed on a marketing company that actually does a pretty good job for us, took a lot of headache off of my shoulders. But the business development sector, after we went through it, we spent about six months, we realized uh, that if we were better at it than they were, <laughs> and we knew what we were doing. We went through trial and error. We went through the school of hard knocks. So we knew what worked and we knew it didn't work. We knew where the target audiences were. We knew, we knew our customer profile. So through that experience, we realized, man, we, we know a lot more than we give ourselves credit for. Mm. So we took that information and we separate marketing and sales. We outsourced a portion of marketing. Uh, we do a combination of email campaigns, uh, phones. You know, a lot of people think phone is dead, you know, but uh, in the construction space, it's not. Uh, so we we contact people. Uh, we have a person dedicated all, all day long, every day to get us pre-qualified with different contractors via phone. And then we have two salespeople that, oh, kind of going back to the other piece of marketing. Uh, my son is actually in charge of that sector and he does the you know, the filter and the sorts and, and sees who's was awarded the jobs and gives hot leads and warm leads to our sales team. And then they follow up and we have 
a couple people who do who do uh, sales. And I don't really like to call it sales because it has a bad connotation. But, you know, the business, business development sector, because we know once we get them in the door, our staff is going to knock it out of the park. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can't you can't have a good business development and you can't sell something unless you're unless you're really selling something of value mm-hmm. um, and that's really what bring, brings more work to us you know for the for those that are listening out there something about Scott's business that's a little different but makes business development more challenging in my opinion is that you know the government awards contracts and this is information that's available for anybody to go find so his process is to see you know who got the contracts and then reach out to those people and try to, you know, sell his services into those existing contracts. The problem with that is, or what makes it so hard, is that everybody can see it. So it's super competitive. I mean, there's all kinds of companies sending emails and telephone calls because, you know, once you tell somebody, hey, there's this $100 million project that just got funded and they need a company that can do X, Y, Z, and everybody that's in that space is all over that and they flood them. So the level of difficulty is higher in my view, in that setting. Now, it is nice that, you know, there's existing business to go after. You don't have to kind of manufacture your own business. Um, but it does take, you know, quite a uh, ability to execute to win. In other words, beat the bad guys. Scott, did I describe that correctly? And is there anything more to that process that, uh, that's worth discussing? Well, you know, you're, you're right about, you know, our field portion and our pre-construction portion. Um, and, uh, but for security services and training, it's a lot more like we're developing the work. I always tell I people, well, our, our business development process is not creating a need. It's the need exists. It's just yeah. fulfilling that need. Yeah. Well, in the training space and in the security space, we have to go, uh, out there and get it. And, uh, that's a, that's a little more difficult. And honestly, we struggled with that because it was out of what we were used to, but, I think we've got a good process in place now. Okay. You mentioned you went through this trial and error period. Um, how long did that last? And, and when did you know you really hit on the winning formula? Well, I, I, I believe that process equals success. Hmm. So you can't, and so we constantly go through an evolution. We get a process in place, we execute, and we come back and look at the process. And I'm talking about every quarter. Hmm. You know, we're giving now our decision may be, hey, it doesn't make sense to change anything. We don't have enough time or maybe we know this doesn't work. Yeah. And uh, we go through. And so it's a constant evolution of making your process bigger, uh, better every time. And then when your company is growing like me, I mean, my company went from me and I made seven thousand dollars my first year to we're going to be about twenty two million this year. Wow. I mean, that's. That, and then went from me to 180 some odd people now. Yeah. So um, if you're going to sustain that kind of growth, we I always tell people last year was a bad year from us. We made we only grew 27 <laughs> percent, and, uh, <laughs> and and the truth is is that we're just hitting it every every year. We just continue to just just uh, uh, expand our services and do do more and get more clientele yeah. and. Uh, Definitely can't just sit back and wait for people to come to you. Yeah. You know, your your business story going from 7,000 to 22 million, one person to 180 people, it's an amazing and inspirational business story. 
But you and I had a chance to chat, and I learned a little bit about your personal story, particularly your military story, and that was equally, if not more so, um, inspiring. Um, would you mind sharing with our community a little bit more about your personal story and 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 how you how you went from this military career to this business career and the things that you deployed in your business career that you may have learned in your military career that has resulted in all of this success? Well, I'm going to make a very long story very short. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so um, unlike you do, Greg. No, I'm just joking. Uh, but I, I, well played. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, so I, I grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and uh, my brother was in the Navy, so I joined the Navy. And uh, the Navy fit me well. You know, I'm a little bit OCD. And so the military fit me well, the way they make their beds, the way they fold their clothes. Anyhow, so I, I did multiple tours, went to, uh, did, did a recruiting tour, did a tour at Camp David, um, did a tour in the Middle East uh, during Operation Iraqi Freedom, Operation Enduring Freedom. So about my eight-year mark, um, uh, after I was promoted chief petty officer, I got hit. Uh, by a, a car head-on uh, when I was riding a motorcycle, um, my foot was um, was wasn't severed, but it was a bag of bones. Not to be graphic or anything, mm-hmm. but so they they uh, basically took my leg that night, and and then uh, they can I had went through another uh, f- what four surgeries, uh, spent three months recovering, went back for another two surgeries, and I spent eleven months reco- uh, recovering. Ultimately, what we got returned returned me back to active duty service was uh uh carl Bashir, which is the guy from man of honor if you've ever seen the movie with De Niro, mm. he was the guy they made the story about very very inspirational man mm. um and then also senator trent a lot which uh, was a senator from mississippi um so they they interceded because the navy told me no and uh i and then after talking with carl I decided, you know what, there's another avenue, and that's what I took. And so that taught me a very valuable lesson. Number one, persistent pay us pays off. So when I was going through nine months of trying to find a client, I also remember the 11 months I recovered from mm. losing my leg mm. and go through prescription drug addiction. Mm. So, you know, that's, you know, so that was a very, very good lesson for me ultimately. Um, I returned back to active duty, went to the Middle East, and um, after being there for three years, I fell through an Iraqi oil platform to bust up my leg pretty good. And then, uh, met back, back to Walter Reed and that ended my career. And then I went through multiple different, co- I went through three different companies after I got out and, uh, seeking for purpose, seeking to do something greater than to make money. Although money's good, you know? So, uh, uh, so I, uh, ultimately landed on, uh, opening my own company and, um, and kind of the rest is history. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, God bless you for everything that you've done. It's a great, great, great story. We're so lucky to have someone like you in our community. I can't wait for the member Q&A session. I'm sure they're going to have lots of questions. But, you know, starting these firms is hard. It's not nearly as hard as what you've been through personally. And uh, But it's great to see somebody like yourself be able to transition to a business career and not just go to work for somebody else, but start their own company and knock it out of the park. I mean, from zero to 22 million in a short time period is is pretty amazing. So uh, again, on behalf of all the members, thanks for being here today. Thanks for sharing your story and thanks for being part of our tribe. Sounds great, Greg. Have a good day.
Okay. All right, a couple of calls to action for those that are listening. Um, if you're a member, be sure to attend the Friday Q&A session with Scott. You can ask your questions directly to him. Uh, I think you're going to get some value out of that. Um, for those that are also running their business on EOS, like Scott is, uh, we wrote an EOS Collective 54 integration plan. It helps you customize EOS to the unique challenges of running a boutique pro surf firm. So check that out. And then also, um, you know, if you're interested in redefining your business development process, as Scott has done, there's a couple of templates in the Resource Center and in the companion courses. Look for the marketing strategy template, the sales strategy template, and the account plan template. So hopefully that's helpful. If you're not a member and you want to meet really interesting people like Scott, uh, consider joining. Go to collective54.com, fill out the contact us form, and somebody will get in contact with you. If you're not quite ready to join, but you want to consume some great content, subscribe to Collective 54 Insights, and you'll get three things every week. Monday, you get a blog. Wednesday, you get a podcast. And Friday, you get a chart. Okay, so thanks for tuning in and listening. And until next time, good luck as you try to grow, scale, and exit your firm. 